Hi and welcome to the Blood Podcast. We have episode 16 with guest Carly Marie. Carly Marie is an amazing lady and an author. Her recently published book called Soul Modes, which will also uh, change your life. Um, Make sure you go check it out, soulmodes.com. Um, Carly knows the value of connecting your soul desires and she knows the power of momentum when you're, you know, taking daily steps to bring them to life. Every day she writes, teaches and mentors and speaks to women from all over the world who want more or want, want to make a difference. Carly is a trained life coach. Um, she has experience in business um, and is respected leader throughout the world. She loves supporting um, women who want to find their magic and their inner wisdom and their feminine powers so they can create the life that they dream of. So please sit back and relax and enjoy this podcast. Um, Carly opens up about numerous things and I hope you enjoy it. Oh, hi, we're here with Carly Marie today on the Blood Podcast, and we are here to talk about Carly's experience of body image after having her children. She's a mum of two. And um, so, Carly, can you tell us a little bit about your body image after having children? Yeah, so um, I like to joke that when I get fit, I get pregnant because I've got two kids and I've been fit twice in my life. Both <laughs> times I've been like really going to the gym and getting really into it. I don't really do that anymore, but there was a time in my life that I did. And both times that I'd really gotten into it, I then felt pregnant. Yeah. Um, and went, oh, wow, that's that done. Um, and I suppose I've had two very different experiences yeah. with each of my children. Um, my first child, my daughter, was planned. I was in, um, I was married and I had planned the whole thing. I was going to have, you know, the perfect children, the perfect husband, the perfect home. It was all going to be perfect. Yeah. And we were really happy. We were a really, really happy couple. Mm. And we've gotten the house, we've got the marriage. I had two of the two things down and then we had the baby. Yeah. Um, and I was certain that I would get fit again afterwards and all of that and I would, you know, maintain all the, the perfect scenario. Yeah. And about six months into being a mum, my marriage started to break down. Okay. I didn't know what was going on. Yeah. Um, but I, we tried some different counseling and stuff to try and get us back on track. Mm. And I went through a whole bunch of stuff around is, has it been the changes in my body that has, that is causing this? Okay. So you went on a path of, had your husband at this stage said anything to you about your body or was it just that line of thought, I need to fix my body for him to love me? Yeah, it was probably mostly in me. But what would happen is he would say something little and I would take it as evidence okay. that that was the issue. So yeah. maybe he might have said some things that were a bit insensitive at times, right? Yeah. And I would take it to be to mean something perhaps even more than what it did mean. Maybe I would blow yeah. it up in my mind yeah. and things like that. As we tend to do. Yeah. So in yeah. trying to, in inverted commas, fix my marriage, yeah. I was trying to fix my body. So I was okay. very focused on food. I was very focused on movement but it was very frustrating I had this very clingy child and a husband who was away a lot of the time it was near on impossible for me to get to a gym or get back to what I used to do yes so I would try and do my little workouts at the park with her and 
um, I did what I could do and I really focused on food because that was yeah. one thing I could control. Yes. The exercising was a little bit harder. Yeah. I did what I could with her kind of strapped to my chest and mm. I went to this exercise class where she would be in the carrier yeah. and stuff, but it started to do my back in. And yeah. Anyway, um, so I was really focused on that and, and going like, you know, I'm just going to focus on me and I'm going to get myself right and all of that. And then found out um, some things in my marriage that my marriage had been... Um, had been damaged irreparably. Okay. I got some horrendous news about something that had been going on in my in my husband's life and that caused yeah. our marriage to end. Yeah. And I found myself, well, it, it, we separated, right? It didn't quite end, but we separated. I moved into my mum's house. Yeah. And throughout that process, I was so devastated that I couldn't eat mm. for a couple of weeks. Literally couldn't swallow food. Mm. I was so heartbroken. Yeah. And I would lay on my mum's floor and just she would be like, Carly, please eat a slice of apple. And I would be like, for her, I would like, I'll try and I'd force it down. And it wasn't that I was starving myself to get skinny or anything, but it's naturally what happened. Yeah. I, I was so miserable. I was so heartbroken. My body just, I, I went into some sort of survival mode or something. Yeah. And I went from being a sort of size 10 to 12 to a size 7. Wow. Really Carly, quickly. So little. Really quickly. Yeah. And the really interesting thing that happened was that throughout that process of me moving out, I was still talking to my husband because we were talking about maybe trying to work it out. Yeah. And I could see in his eyes that he liked what he saw. Right. And your I smaller could, friend. Goes, yeah. Yeah. He's just, there's nothing against him. He's no, naturally yeah, attracted to course. a really slim yeah, figure, right? Yeah. That's his type. Yeah. I'm, I'm attracted to big, big yeah. guys. <laughs> it's nothing against him. Yeah. But I went, oh, and he saw me through new eyes and he's like, look at your body. And he was admiring me. Mm. And I was going, oh, this is, the, I have to just not eat. And then he'll love me. Right. Right. So we gave it a go for a little bit um, and that didn't work out and I ended up leaving and I realised what was happening and I was starving myself to try and keep my husband and who I was really, really angry at for some, some things that had happened, right? Mm. So... I ended up being on my own. I was single for a little while and I ended up starting a new relationship with a wonderful man who I'm now with. Mm. And I developed a really good friendship with my ex-husband. So we're, yeah. we're good. Um, but then I surprised, I'm like, okay, I want to get really fit and healthy. I'm skinny, but yeah. I don't feel good. Yeah. So I went and did this 12-week challenge with a beautiful person called Annette Shepherd. Okay. For those who are in Melbourne, look her up. She's amazing. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. she's amazing, right? She does a lot of stuff around holistic wellness mm. and mindset. And she yeah. got me in a place of nourishing my body, food is fuel, be kind to yourself, yeah. don't eat stuff that doesn't feel good. Yeah. And weight training. Not okay. just getting on a treadmill yeah. to drop weight, but lifting weights so my body is strong. Yes. So I did this 12 week challenge thing with her. It was amazing. And then I got pregnant. <laughs>
technically emergency, but I chose it. Yes. And I'm glad that I did. Like, yeah. I've had both kinds. Yes. You know, there are a million kinds of births, right? Yeah, I've yeah, had two absolutely. of the kinds. Yeah. Um, and the, um, I loved, I actually loved my Caesar and I recovered from it pretty well. Yeah. I was really, really lucky. That's good. Yeah. Yeah. Cause it was calm. It wasn't stressful. My, my daughter's birth was quite stressful. Right. And one of the issues I suppose that I had. What from made my your daughter, birth, sorry to interrupt you, yeah. what made your daughter's birth stressful? Yeah. That I had planned this calm birth, water birth, music, no medication. Yeah. You know, <laughs> the, the typical first time hippie mum. Yeah. I wanted that. Wanted it all on your own. Yeah. I got in there, was completely exhausted. She was coming down backwards. And I've now learnt my, my pelvis doesn't appear to be very well designed for birthing babies. Okay. Right? Yeah. Which I've made peace with now. Yeah. I'm just like, that's cool. I have, yeah. Everyone has seizures in my family. I'm like, just our, our hips are made for thing. dancing. Yeah. Maybe they're not made for, that's fine. Yeah. I'm lucky to live in a time where we can give birth and survive. Mm. And, you know. Absolutely, I agree with you. Yes, mm. and so, um, but what happened was, and I had said to my husband, you've got to help me do this, make sure that I do my calm birth. I'm going to tell you I want the drugs, but don't let me have them. Yeah. And yeah. I'd worded him up, I needed him to be my strength. Mm. Yeah. So what happened was, I said, no, give me an epidural. And then I don't know whether he felt like he somehow wasn't, I didn't let him do his job, Yeah. but he was really disappointed in me. Right. Um, I'm putting words in his mouth there, but yeah. I felt his disappointment yes. that I took the in inverted commas easy way out. Yeah. And it was really challenging. Well, do you feel like that he was disappointed or do you feel like you had let yourself and him down by going yeah. back on your word? Yeah, I guess that because I planned yeah. this whole thing and he's just like, you yeah. wanted this whole thing and you just bowed out on it. Yeah. And he was just, because he's such a, he's such a strong person, yeah. right? He's like a yeah. rugby player and he's all about, you yeah. know, all that and I got in there and went I can't do this yeah and um as my daughter was really really hard baby and I tell myself that that's as a result of her birth she was really challenging baby she's yeah. all the time yeah hung on all the time hip yeah. brace yeah silent reflux it was a nightmare yeah and then and then I tell myself that the, the I didn't have the birth I wanted therefore I had this really clingy miserable baby therefore my marriage broke down and it's all because in that moment I wasn't strong enough. Yeah. So there was a whole lot of stuff going on that I wasn't angry at my body. I think I've come to terms with the fact that, especially after my Caesar, and they, they sort of explained to me how the baby was trying to come down, how yeah. Harry was trying to come down. I'm like, yeah. oh, Aria was trying to come down the same way. Like nose first, basically. Yes. My yes. baby's trying to come out nose first. Yes. And it appears that my pelvis or whatever, my cervix or something is kind of shaped the way that, that that's somehow they naturally do that. Okay. And whether that's the truth or not, I don't really care because it's how I've come to peace, come to terms today. Yeah. The fact that I had the epidural yeah. and the fact that I ended up with a Caesar. Yeah. I'm actually, I look back at both my births with love now and no yeah. regrets. That's amazing. Um, how, yeah. did, how did you make peace with, your, yeah. with you and your body and the whole situation of having children? Because sometimes some people find it hard to yes. move forward on from what's happened. It can almost be a little bit traumatising for them. Yes. Mm. I think I had to come to terms with, I guess all the healing I did through my separation and divorce, I came to terms with a lot of the stuff I was feeling wasn't mine it was his and I was kind of seeing I was feeling my shame through his eyes or something yeah. and, and because I healed our kind of through that separation I healed my connection with him yeah and realized a lot of our stuff was his stuff and a lot yeah. of our stuff was my stuff mm. clashing up against each other yeah. and I was able to just go well 
I'm not willing to wear any of his opinions or thoughts about me because that's his. Yeah. I'm only going to wear mine and that's all I can control. Yes. So I did a lot of work on myself and a lot of healing around knowing that I just, I did the best I could with what I had. Yes. And now having gone through it again with a different partner at a different point in my life with a, with a man who's a completely different person. Yeah. Um, you know, he, my ex-husband, he was a first-time dad too. He hadn't done yeah. any of that either, yeah. right? Yeah. My partner now has got three grown-up kids. Right, He's yeah. done this he's before. Done before. Yeah. 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 He was, he's got 20 years of experience on, yeah. like, you know, so yeah. he's, it was a different experience. Mm. And that's not to say anyone's better than anyone else, but it's amazing what, you know, what can come when you Well, you know, you know yourself, before. like being a mum of two children, yeah. first-time mum, you're, got no idea what you're doing you kind of just go with the flow totally choice um second baby comes and I know this from my own you know experience as well you kind of go oh I kind of know what I'm doing I think I've got got it this time and then you know well for me for example like third and fourth baby come along and I'm like yep they'll be fine slap a nappy on off you go burp them off to bed (laughs) and it's all sort of you know sorted out but yeah it's always it's that first time mum that's so overwhelming and so um you know, it almost gets disregarded in, in the sense that our feelings can almost be shut down and they're not validated and we're not allowed to speak up and have a voice. And I think this is what this is all about, is about opening up and speaking up um, about, you know, our experiences and sharing it with um, others as we are today, um, which is really, really important. Yeah. Um, so can you tell us a little bit, because you've had the natural birth yes. and the cesarean, how has your body been different both times? Obviously, mm. you might, you've might you got a scar now. Yep. Has that affected your body image at all or have you worked in making peace with that as well? Yeah, so it's been a different time, different this time around because I'm with this partner who has seen me at the size, I was at the size seven when I started dating him. And now something like a 12-ish, right? Yeah. I don't even, I don't really know. I'm just like this bit's chucking on, yeah. right? I don't think about it so mm. much anymore. Yeah. And he thinks I'm spectacular in any of the ways. So I don't have that or what does he think factor yeah. anymore, yeah. I suppose. Amazing. It's more about how I feel. And, and since I've had that part taken away, and there's a difference from being in your 20s. Me, like I was in my 20s when I was with my husband. Yes. I'm in my 30s now, right? Yeah. So there's a difference between like each, you know, decade you go through, you learn things. Massive difference. Yeah, yeah. right? In your 30s, you don't give a shit so much. Yes, yeah. exactly. So yeah. I've reached a point in my life where I'm, I'm good with who I am and I've realised that as long as I feel beautiful, like I love to feel beautiful. Mm. Beauty matters to me. It's yes. something that I care about. Yeah. I love to feel beautiful. It feels therapeutic for me. Mm. And sometimes I feel more beautiful some days than others right yeah but what I've really noticed is I feel most beautiful when I feel pain-free in my body yeah and when I'm exercising I have less pain in my body so I get a bit of pain in my hips and stuff I think Mm. I I think my hips are a bit I think there's something genetic in my family Mm. now we just have hips that are a little bit they need a bit of maintenance right but if we need stretching yeah yeah. that's fine yeah um and I'm just like well it just means I need to dance a lot and shake my booty and that's good for my body yeah so it's got to a point where I love I love my body although I do notice that when I'm because my weight fluctuates a bit Mm. right with the seasons and whatever yeah and I notice that I feel better in my body when I'm fitter Mm -hmm. when I'm stronger yeah but it's interesting with the actual having kids side of it 
it's been the breastfeeding that's made the biggest difference to my body as okay. opposed to the birthing. Yeah, yeah. Because I breastfed two kids for a really long time. Yeah. And they both favoured one side. <laughs> the same side? Yes. They both favoured the same side. Yes. Was that, was that breast larger than the other maybe? Or um, they tasted milk? different. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, I'm sorry that. if I'm going to gross anyone out, but <laughs> okay. my partner had a test. Oh, I love that. Because <laughs> I'm like, what's wrong with this one? Yeah. And he ta- he's like, I squirted them out and he's like, yeah, that one doesn't, it's not as sweet. Ah, so, how um, interesting. I don't know. I don't know what that's yeah. about. But um, Maybe it's savoury and sweet. That's exactly how we described it. Yeah. <laughs> I've got two sweet tooth kids. Oh, that's fantastic. Yeah, and I broke when I say really long time, like maybe 14 to 16 months for each of them. Yeah, yeah. Um, but it was enough that it had a pretty big effect on my on how I felt about my body because I don't really like wearing bras, right? Yeah. But I found that after two kids, it was harder to kind of in inverted commas get away with that. Yeah. Because I just I didn't I don't know, I didn't feel good. Yeah. Well, I know for myself, if I don't wear a bra, I feel like they're just flopping around yes. everywhere and you don't yes. feel secure, you know, yeah. in your own body. Well, kind so of, that's kind, kind of, of what yeah, yeah, yeah. And I could get away with it in some clothes because it was a bit of supporting there and mm. others I couldn't. And so I went and had, and I was telling my mum about it yeah. and turns out my mum had a breast reduction and lift How when she was my age after having me. And she was like, yeah, the knew? same thing happened to me. I remember mum having surgery and having talked about having surgery or something. She okay. talked about a reduction. I didn't know that there was a lift involved. Okay. Too. Yeah. And because I was telling her, I'm like, oh, I can't wear, I can't not wear a bra anymore. I hate wearing bras while I was having a whinge. And she goes, well, I had this surgery and she said they were bad enough that it was like basically covered. It was, it was yeah. covered under, I don't know, I think it was Medicare or whatever yeah, it was at yeah. the time. This is back in the eighties or something, nineties, yes. whatever. Anyway. And she said, um, she said, why don't you go get a consult and see? And so I went and had a consult and ended up deciding to have a lift. Yeah. And that was maybe two months ago or something. I had that surgery, and I didn't think I'd ever have cosmetic surgery. But right? during the consultation, the doctor had—I'm putting words into your mouth yes. right now—but the doctor had said to you that it was fair to say that it would be covered. Yeah, that it was like a medical procedure yes. more than a cosmetic. It was procedure. actually covered under my private health insurance. Yeah. Um, because they were asymmetrical enough, so one head was lower than the other yeah. by a certain, they're like percentages and okay. they measure it. Yeah. And that they had sagged enough yeah. um, that it was covered under our private yeah. health insurance, yeah. which we have private health insurance because yeah. of our kids and it just happened to be so this family cover. Definitely. And, um, yeah, and so I ended up having, we had to put in a fair bit. Yes. It covered like maybe almost half of it or something. Okay, yeah. So it was a big decision for us Absolutely. to make that, you know, financial um, decision. Yeah. And also it meant, you know, me being out of action for a while. Yeah. Darren having to take time off work. Um, yeah. My biggest thing was how do I explain this to my daughter? Yes. That I've just changed something about my body that yeah. I didn't necessarily need to but I just yeah. chose to so you had you went through with the procedure you had the lift yes um, and I had fat grafting as well okay so where they pull some fat from your tummy and they yeah. pop it into your boobs to kind of re-inflate them a little bit okay. I knew I didn't want to have implants yeah because I I'd thought about that in the past so you've got organic breast in like yeah it's all meat. almost it's yeah all meat. yeah yeah there's nothing like foreign in there yeah. there's anything wrong with that if someone chooses that but I didn't want to the yeah. thought of having something else 
that was foreign in me felt really yeah. strange yeah. to me. Like just mentally, I was like, I couldn't get over that hurdle. Yeah. And then I found out that he could do that with fat grafting. He yeah. was like, yeah, we can do that. It's easy. Um, and I was like, oh, you want to take some fat out of my tummy? That's fine. I'm fine <laughs> with that. Because um, I just I have this little pocket there that's a bit yeah. tricky to move. Even no matter how fit I am, I can't get rid of that yeah. bit, right? Is it the pocket where your cesarean seat? Oh, just or above, above that. that, where yeah. your belly button sort of is. It's just above the this, Not yeah, the sort of between my belly button. Make sure we yeah, need yeah. to know. Yeah. yeah. Well, I actually <laughs> said that to him. I said, how, "Can you have a look at my Caesar scar? Because it seems to be creating a little pocket yeah. above it." Yeah. And let me know, just is there anything we can do about it? And he said, well, actually, yeah, I'll just pull a little bit of that out and I'll sort of smooth it out a bit. Yeah. And sort of that's basically what's yeah, happened. Yeah. Um, but it was interesting that I I really am denied about doing the surgery. Yeah. I really did. But I ended up doing it and I had a couple of days after, I had massive regret. Right. Now, I don't, I think. What for on that but feeling of regret though? Because you went all in, yep, this is what I'm doing. Yeah. Happy with the surgeon, happy with the procedure. And he was great. Yeah, the whole thing was great. Yep. What brought on that feeling of regret? It was a bit of a case of what have I done to my body. Okay. And I've spoken to a couple of people that have had similar surgery. Had you seen what um, had happened to your body at this stage? Yeah, so it was looked pretty horrendous. Okay. It was a lot of bruising. Yeah. And... I'm all because about... you had nipple, sorry to interrupt yes, you, but you had nipple, nipple re- replacement too. Yes. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So well, they don't replace them; they relocate them. Yes, that's what I mean. So yeah. they don't chop them off, yeah. and, and that's one of the questions I had. I'm like, I didn't want anything sort of chopped off me or anything. Yeah. And he explained really well how the procedure works, and they just basically cut around them, move yeah. them up, and then bunch the skin underneath. Yeah, and sew that together. Yeah. And because I had a lot of questions about how it works. Mm. And I was happy enough with that, but it was very, it's a lot of bruising, mainly from the fat grafting. Yeah. All around my tummy and everything. Yeah, yeah. I was like purple. Yes. And my daughter saw me get into the shower and she was just like, oh my God, mum. What's going on? Did she know what was happening? She sort of did, yeah. Yeah. Um, It was tricky. Luckily, she wasn't that interested. Mm, Yeah. (laughs) Like, I'm thinking maybe one day she will be, but yeah. I sort of told her I'm going to be having surgery, I'm going to be fine, you know, all of that. But she didn't, she was just like, yeah, cool. She was fine. Yeah. So the thing I was worried about, she'd be like, why, why, why? It didn't happen. Yes. That conversation didn't really happen. She's probably not old enough to sort of understand. Yeah. Just, yeah. Like, yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah. I think she was a bit weirded out by the fact I was having surgery because she's had surgery on okay. her tonsils and yeah. it was quite traumatic for okay. her. Yeah. So hospitals is a bit of a thing. So yes. She didn't come into the hospital okay. or anything. Yeah. Um, but I was only in there for two nights. And mm. I was but a couple of people I've spoken to that have had cosmetic surgery have said to me that they had a dip of regret afterwards yeah. as well, but yeah, that they hadn't to told yeah. anyone about it. Yeah. And I'm like, I wish someone had told me. It's been like the baby blues. Yeah. A couple of days later, okay, you have yeah, this the weird three dip. day. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I experienced that. Okay. And everyone told me that the baby blues would happen, but no one told me that the surgery blues would happen. Right. And I think it's probably that, you know, you've, you're so out of it and you're on painkillers and you're sore. Yeah. But I'm just kind of looking at myself going, what have I done? Yeah. And feeling bad for my family. Like, I can't get out of bed. Like, I could get out of bed, but I couldn't do much. Yeah. My mum's doing everything around the house for me and I felt a bit useless. And yes. that was hard for me. Yeah. Because you're always um, on the go, a go-getter. You're always doing yeah. things. It's hard to just kind of sit back and watch everyone do things I found that hard. Yeah. 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 I really did. Um, but I don't regret it now because it's sort of healed up a bit now yeah. and it's like that worry about, oh my God, will this look okay? Because mm. it's all bruised and scabby and gross. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but now it, 
I wish I had have sort of gotten a bit more info about what it would look and feel like afterwards, afterwards because yeah. I would go in for my, to have my dressings done and the nurses would say, this is good. It's going to look really good. It's yeah. going to look really good. It looks really good. And I'm like, really? Because <laughs> I don't know. And they're like, yeah, 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 yeah. It's going to be fine. Yeah, and now yeah. I'm like, oh, okay, cool. I see it now. Yeah. But it's still quite red. I'm only like two months post-surgery. Yeah. Um, but I'm doing my vitamin E and everything. But yeah, it's not something I ever thought that I would do. Mm. But to be honest, it just means I don't have to wear bras anymore. Yeah. <laughs> and if that um, makes you happy. Yeah. And confident yeah. in the body that you're living in. Yeah, pretty much. Not? Yes. Absolutely. And the fact that my mum had been through it and didn't regret it. And you did like, it for you. You didn't do it for anybody else. No. There was no pressure from your husband no. or anything to kind of say, your body's not perfect, go fix it. It was all yeah. you. That was your choice. And that's something that you wanted to, you know, embrace in yourself and feel confident. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And it's weird. It almost made me feel like, oh, I don't get to talk about body love now. You know what I mean? I felt like yeah, I lost that. You right? feel like a fraud. Yep. Yeah, it's so not yep. true. I was talking to someone about this last night, actually, and you know, I'm doing a photo shoot this coming Sunday, and she was saying that she feels like a fraud because she uses filters and things like that yeah. in photos. And then, um, you know, and then she's going to have this photo shoot done, and people are going to see the real her. Yeah. And um, she's on social media and she said, and I said to her, but you do live videos all the time. Mm -hmm. Like people see you. Oh, that's true. There's no filters on that. Yeah. People yeah. actually see you. So uh, yeah. And I basically said to her, don't be worried. And you know, I said to her, you know, come and have the photos done. If you don't like them, you don't have to publish them. Um, but yeah, just come and have some fun. I like but, that. Yeah. It was funny, actually, I said to Darren, um, <clears throat> I was having a moment about a week before the surgery of, I'm not sure if I should do this. And I said yeah. to him, I do, do you really think I should have this surgery? And he looks at me and he goes, there is no correct answer to that question. Because <laughs> he's like, yes, you should. Yeah. Or he's like, no, you shouldn't. He's just like, it is your body. Yeah. I will support you. Yeah. 100%. Whatever you want to do, I'm going to love you anyway. Yeah. That's so beautiful. that was exactly what I needed to hear. And so it's beautiful that I felt, and having come from a place of being in a marriage where I felt like I needed to maintain a certain yes. aesthetic yeah. to keep my husband's attention. Um, coming now to a place where it's like it actually isn't about any of that is a hundred percent about me yeah and it's a really nice place to be it is a really nice place yeah. to be absolutely so coming back to um, body image and mm -hmm. your experience do you have some tips for anyone that's listening that might it might be thinking about going through something that you've been through or um, you know do you have any sort of advice to get offer yeah, yeah. I guess having gone through that, the getting fit process, for anyone who's thinking about maybe they want to get fit or something, mm. but having gone through that process twice from two different sort of places, one from a place of um, I need to maintain a certain situation in order to keep my husband. Yeah. And then the second time around it being I'm doing this because I love my body and I want to be fit and healthy. Yeah. It was such an easier and more pleasant experience the second time around. Yeah. So 100% wholeheartedly support someone who wants to get fit and look after this beautiful vessel they're walking around Absolutely. in, right? Yeah. But just if you can do it from a place of, and this is, I'm probably summing up a big part of your message yeah. here, right? And the, the drum you're beating. Yeah. Is like, do it because you love your body. Yes. Not because you hate it. Like, yeah. I, I think of it as like reverence, like having reverence for this, for this vessel we've got. Like, why not take care of it, give it love, but do it from a place of, 
do it in a way that feels good. Like I don't go to the gym now. I go to yoga because I love it. And I'm not going like, I don't procrastinate on going to yoga because I love it. Whereas go to the gym, I'd be like, I don't want to go to the gym. Yeah. It's a bit of a tedious thought. And and the shoes on is hard to get there. Yes. And there are just so many beautiful ways to move your body and take care of your body without it being this kind of chore. So if it doesn't feel good, I would question, that would be my tip. Yeah. If anything that you're doing doesn't feel good, if it feels punishing, Mm. Um, your body doesn't get more beautiful from being punished. Yeah. You know, a body that's loved will always be beautiful. Absolutely. So that's my tip. I love that. And just a little surprise question I've been asking everyone in podcasts. Um, Do you have a movie or a book that you would recommend to the listeners that are listening today? Related to body love or just? In general, just like empowering, lifting up kind of. Okay, so um, when I'm, when I'm having a bit of a um, average day, below average I suppose, and I need a bit of a pick me up, there's a movie that I love called The Sweetest Thing, oh, and it's Cameron nice. Diaz, yeah. and it's Selma Blair, and it's Christina Applegate, yeah, and that there are like three on top of the world women t- giving themselves a whole bunch, like uh, taking the piss out of themselves, yeah. And having a whole lot of fun and it's a great laugh and they're just really empowered women and if you need to pick me up with some powerful women on a screen that aren't there to just be a love interest, yeah, that's a good one. Absolutely. The sweetest thing. And I'm just going to throw it out there. Carly Marie. <laughs> <laughs> I always call you Carly Marie. I can't stop it. I love it. It's my name. Um, it is your name. That's what my mum calls me. So I love it. <laughs> she has written a book. Um, it's called Soul Modes and it's coming out... October. October. Yeah. Um, and that's my book recommendation in this podcast. Oh, yay. So um, make sure you jump on that. <laughs> Soulmodes.com is the website, I'm sure. And um, that has massively changed my life. So. Oh, yay. <laughs> Just wanted to throw that bit in there. <laughs> so good. But, yeah, thank you so much for joining me on the Blood Podcast today. Yay. And, um, yeah, we'll catch you all soon. Thank you for listening to The Blab Podcast. Please head to samararamanis.com. Like the Facebook page, Body Love After Birthing Babes, and follow samararamanis on Instagram. Have the best day.